Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And we are in. We are in the lovely studio of KKPZ 1330 The Truth, and I'll remind you about that a couple times through the show. And uh, we are second half now. This is, in fact, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. And uh, so if you're, uh, if you're too young, if you're under 50, then turn the radio off or turn to your rock station or exactly something. Exactly right. That's right. This is exclusive conversation. All right. Well, you may want to hang in there and listen anyway because these things are coming. So we discuss things that are important and valuable to us in this 50-plus generation, and uh, we've got a great show for today. So I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our lovely and talented... i got to find some different words to introduce you, Denise. There are so many that I could Those use that... work. <laughs> well, but, uh, you know, I can talk about smart and, uh, you know, insightful and all those other characters. I'll have to think of some that I'll use next time. Okay. All right. So, and Dr. Denise Hogan, I'll finish that. And it is good to see you again. Welcome back. It's good to see you, Dan. Yeah, we've got a good show for today. Right up my alley. It is. And I'm glad you said that because uh, I'm going to defer to your expertise uh, because I'll say again for our listeners to remind them that um, uh, you had a five-year, is it, at, uh, at Warner Pacific? Absolutely. Um, and um, you're off into other trails right now, but just as of uh, last spring, finishing that five years as the director of the Career and Life Counseling Center at Warner Pacific College, right? Uh, working with their undergrad students and their adult degree program and all students of uh, Warner Pacific. And so some of what we're going to talk about is right down your alley in terms of helping people find their direction and their course and uh, other things, and uh, we'll get into those. So thank you. Glad you have that, uh, that expertise to bring. So, Thanks, folks, if you are in the process of making some changes in your life, such as your job or career, or if even thinking about those, it's important to go through the process in a way that will be most rewarding and satisfying, particularly if you can make some decisions now that will prove to have been good ones down the road, 5, 10, 20 years. So even if you're not planning those kinds of changes anytime soon, you may want to take a look at your life with these questions. What matters to me? What do I really care about? How do I want to make a difference in the time I have here on earth? So the answers to these questions will help you get at the why for your life. And so the title of this show for today is, When it comes to living your life, your why is as important as your what. And our guest in studio today is going to help us Get a handle on that so that we can, in fact, empower boomers and beyonders to uh, find uh, their passion and purpose in life. They can be useful and they can do the things that really matter. So um, people pretty much know our core topics. I'm going to kind of brush right over those and not uh, not do those. So today we're going to talk about the things that fit mostly under the work and purpose area. And today's topic, again, is when it comes to living your life. Your why is as important as your what. And so guest in our studio today, special guest, is Eric Howard with the Next Phase Coaching. And he's going to tell us about that and the whole process of coaching and what he really does to help people get a handle on their present and their future. So thank you, Eric, for coming in today and welcome to Second Half Now. 
Thank you, Dan. Good to see you here. We met, uh, by the way, um, at a Christian Chamber of Commerce meeting of just a few weeks ago, right? Right. And uh, and then uh, you were at our uh, partners' um, um, gathering uh, last week or so. So we're just kind of chatting and getting more and more acquainted and finding out if there's a fit here. And uh, I invite you to come on the radio because I think our audience um, would appreciate some of the things that we're going to hear from you today. So thank you again for coming. So let's get right into it, shall we? Let's do that. It is a, a topic, as Dan mentioned, that is very exciting to me, Eric, and I'm really glad to have you on the show today to share some of what you do, not not all of what you do, because that's going to be future shows and probably several of them, because there's so much that goes into this whole area of changing career paths, especially for those in our age category. We've, we've, we've been out there for a bit. We've, we've bumped up against things. We've developed skills. There's all kinds of things now that we have to lean on when we're thinking about moving into another area. And I say we because, Dan, you're exactly right. I am a person who's in that kind of transition yeah, right now. And so time. this is, adds excitement for me to have you on our radio show today. So, so now again, you get thanks, to uh, apply to yourself some of the things that you've been helping other people through the process of transition. Absolutely. Now yeah. I have to now I have to take them in and yeah. kind of get into more of the receiving end of things. And yeah. so it's fun to be sitting with an expert as we do that. Exactly. So thanks for thanks for helping me out, Eric. But let's 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 um orient our audience just a little bit. This area of coaching is is really a growing field these days. So will you take just a minute and tell us in a nutshell what it is that you do? Sure, absolutely. And I'm excited to be on the show today. In a nutshell, what I do is I help small business owners and professionals to get unstuck by helping them to identify what is that white hot why for their lives? What is that <laughs> that core purpose or mission in their lives that they orient everything else around. It's really the true north that they orient their yeah. lives around. Right. White, hot, why? That's a great term. I'm used to thinking of something that's red hot. Red hot, right. But a white, hot, why? What was your why? Yeah. For Just a little bit about me is I spent 22 years in corporate finance and accounting and during that time, I had a few times where it was interesting, but I never was passionate about it. It never really engaged who I was and what I felt God was leading me to do. And then toward the end of my career, my company, I worked for a large company, and I won't mention the name, but uh, worked for a large corporation, and they announced six months ahead of time that they were cutting our department about half and I was one of those being affected or impacted and I went to a career coach and that person really helped me to figure out what I was passionate about and I am so excited to announce or talk about what I'm passionate about which is really taking my God-given strengths and using those to help people identify, well, first of all, to set them free from their self-limiting assumptions and their negative programming, and then helping them to identify what has God created them to be and to do, and helping them to accomplish that. I've, I'm detecting a little pattern here. So by following that inclination, that you know, God-led path, your why is 
to help other people find their why. Exactly. I like in that. In a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. And I also heard something else in there, which sounds like undoing some other hmm. ways of thinking and being that had been their why. Absolutely. So it involves some unpacking of things saying, okay, what are some things that have been stopping them? I like to use that word unstuck because mm -hmm. people often are stuck and they're not sure where to go next, what the next phase is for them. Well, that's just a wonderful lead into our next question for you. Why don't you help us out with that, Eric? If someone is considering switching careers, changing paths, where do you suggest they start? And well, before you answer that, could I, I want to kind of uh -huh. color it in another way, too, and maybe there's two separate answers. Those who haven't identified, consciously identified their why, mm. are there some default whys that people live by without even realizing it? Absolutely. Okay. Sometimes that's where I go to the negative programming and the self-limiting assumptions yeah. is that sometimes maybe even people that are well-meaning or well-intentioned, it could be parents, friends, relatives that will say, hey, you really should be an attorney or you should do this or that. And so they might impose their, their convictions or their thoughts, their opinions on us. Mm -hmm. And influence us could be a teacher too or professor in school that says hey you really should go this way that may mm -hmm. be true but it may not right and i'm thinking too that uh, if we don't identify or consciously embrace a why that we could actually verbalize maybe it's uh you know my why is i just get up and go to work and and uh you know get a paycheck and pay the bills and make sure everything is going okay now there's nothing wrong with that but that part that that person isn't living a white hot why and might be a totally different thing if they were to find out what their why is. They might keep doing the same thing, but their motivation will be different. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to go that direction. And back to Denise's question about, you know, if a person is thinking of or having to switch careers by choice or otherwise, yours was not by choice, and here you are. Um, you found your why, and now you're living it. So where would a person, I mean, in our audience, there are folks who are in transition or see it coming, where would you suggest they start? Yes, I would start, and that's a great question. Thank you, Dan. I would start with what are your convictions? And your convictions are much stronger than just your values. Your convictions, and here's some ways to get to what your convictions are. And they typically are your frick, fixed or firmly held beliefs. What are those things? And here's some questions you can ask. You can say, okay, what are my non-negotiables? What are the things that you're just saying? These are the things that if I go to a workplace, for example, and they don't have them, then I will not stay. Or you may say, what are the things I'm willing to sacrifice for? So you may say, okay, well, in order to have a, team, a true team environment, I'm willing to take less pay or I'm t willing hmm. to take mm -hmm. less of something in order to accomplish that, at least initially. So that's in mm -hmm. regard to the work environment or the, or the work situation. Exactly. So could you explain a little bit more? Uh, so I, I'm, I'm wanting everybody to be able to get a handle on this, on this word, convictions or core beliefs or firmly held beliefs. Um, 
It's, it's just not quite clear yet. So okay. uh, is it in, in terms of a work situation? So like if, I, if I'm thinking about I'm going to make a transition, well, one of my convictions is, uh, um, I, you know, I want to be outside. I want to work outside or I want to work with my hands. Those are the things that I have to do. Or is it more principles or mm. morals or values or how would you distinguish between those things? Right. A, I would say a working outside, for example, or working with your hands, I would say that is perhaps relating to a skill or an innate ability that you may have. Mm -hmm. But really a conviction is a very fixed or firmly held belief okay. or opinion. Mm -hmm. So it goes beyond as I, that's why I use some of those questions is that it goes way beyond just a value. You may right. say, well, I value teamwork, but you may say, okay, is that a conviction? Is that something that I have to have? A conviction may be saying, okay, I highly value, for example, integrity or honesty. And if somebody lies to me, then I will not stay at that workplace. Right. For example, and that if, would be a conviction. And that would be a conviction yeah. where you say, hey, I have to have coworkers and a boss that are completely 100% truthful with me at all times. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, then I'm leaving. And if, if that same value, maybe it's when, it, when it's a value and not a conviction, you say, I would really prefer to have total honesty, but if I don't get that, I'll have to find a way to work around that and stay in the job. And that would be a value. It would be a less, it wouldn't be a, a conviction. Is it, am I exactly describing mm -hmm. that correctly okay because mm -hmm. we have preferences things we'd like to right. mm -hmm. okay yeah you know this is this is an interesting conversation given that i usually have the opportunity to have these conversations with young people who have not had years in the workplace right so what this is making me think about is you're starting to think about switching careers a good time to run a little survey, an inventory of what it was like at the different places where we worked in the past. What are the things that we like that were preferences that either way we could go with or not go with? But then what are those things that no way, I am not going to work in a place where this is going on or I absolutely my next job needs to have this element in order for me to be satisfied. We've learned some things mm -hmm. about ourselves now. What I'm hearing you say, Eric, it's time to really sit back, think about that stuff, and pull it together so that we can very clearly identify what we need and what we don't want in the next step. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another one, for example, maybe, okay, I want... Good, to have that uh, nebulous for some people, but I want to have that work-life balance, oh. something that's difficult <laughs> that to <thing>. attain, right? <laughs> and if you're looking at a job, for example, that's 50% travel, mm -hmm. that may be a situation that totally conflicts with that, right? right. That may not fit well. Right with you. If you have a family at home and don't want to leave wife and kids or husband and kids, for extended period of time or frequently. Absolutely. Yeah. Work-life balance. And maybe things could be balanced with that travel at an earlier phase, but mm -hmm. things have changed now, and that's not working so well anymore. Right. And those, perhaps some of your, your convictions might 
be a little bit flexible, but we're probably talking more about values then. Your mm -hmm. convictions are very fixed and very firmly set right. within you. Can you uh, give us a couple more examples of uh, conviction? I'm just thinking as you're talking here about maybe if someone um, has a conviction, they would never have anything to do with uh, the state lottery because they have a strong objection to gambling. Mm. Uh, or they would not work for a tobacco company. Um, those are just kind of some obvious ones. Or an, you know, an alcohol company or drive a beer truck or something. Is that fall in the category of conviction? Absolutely. I'm not it, sure there are best examples, but those are the kinds of things that people do have strongly held beliefs about. Right. They may okay. say, I want nothing to do with drinking or gambling or drugs or any of that kind of mm -hmm. thing, right? So therefore, for them, they would say, I am not going to work with a company that's going to put me in that situation in any way, shape, or form. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you even had a job offer in one of those areas that violated your convictions, you would be inclined to say, mm, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to keep looking. Right. That would make that an easy decision, right? It would. And uh, more about White Hot Why and um, convictions right after the break. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step -step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Life changes have happened and it's time to sell your house. That can be a difficult process when you've lived there for decades, especially under tragic circumstances like losing a spouse. 24-7 Properties takes the time to go over the details of your unique situation and understand your needs. We do what we can to maximize the value of your home. Learn online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, 503-780-3030. 
We want to say how thankful we are for our partners. And uh, every show on both part one and part two, we, uh, in addition to playing those, uh, those spots, we also read the list of those who are participating with us in this project, in this mission, because we are dedicated to helping our listening audience and the broader community to really get a hold of their why and to activate that and to get out there and get busy and get involved and do things that really matter, things that really uh, square with uh, how you are shaped at this age and stage and uh, what God has called and prepared you to do. So we're so happy about our sponsors. And in addition to those three that we just uh, heard, Dignity Memorial, Golden Placement Services, and 24-7 Properties, here are the rest of our partners. We have Dan the Mortgage Man and First Priority Financial and Dream Trips and Cash Flow Strategies. And uh, our one of our newest partners is Dave Rutan with Waddell and Reed Financial Advisors and Northwest Web Creation Company that does our fantastic website. And we have Legal Shield and ID Shield. And then I want to give a shout out to all the students at Warner Pacific College and Multnomah University. They're starting up this week. Go get them, y'all. Right. And thank you to Warner Pacific College and Multnomah University for being partners in this project of ours. Oh, man. In fact, we have meetings at both of those places and lots of good things we'll be announcing as we go a little bit further. Right. This radio station, KKPZ, is a uh, partner with us, and as well as the Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest and Serving Our Neighbors. And we left off talking about the why and about the convictions and about where you would get started, according to Eric's advice and his expertise here, if you're thinking about or in the middle of transition. And uh, Denise was going to come back with another observation. Well, right. What I'm thinking about is is in our age and stage, as I, as I said, we've had a chance to observe ourselves in a variety of arenas. And it seems to me, bringing back that idea of a white hot why, I'm now at a point where I, if I take some time and really zero in on that, it's going to help me chart my next step. Because even though there might be a whole bunch of careers I could switch to, what I want to make for myself is a path that's going to be productive. And so it needs to be connected to my mm-hmm. white hot water. Right. So for me, a non-negotiable might be, I need to work in this kind of setting, not that one. And I need to be doing these kinds of job duties and not those kinds, even though I might be able to do the whole spectrum. You know, zone in on my white hot why to help me know which among a variety of options to choose from. How am I doing with the way you're thinking about a white-hot why since it's your concept? Denise, I think you're right on target. Uh, I use the verbiage of it's your grid or your filter in -hmm. which to look at things and filter through, sort through the things that you consider your convictions and then to sort through what might qualify for that, what might fit within that, and what mm-hmm. may, might be sorted out as you're looking at what your convictions are. Wow. So then what you're doing is you're turning the typical job application process on its head instead of saying, okay, what are my credentials? What is out there that I can do? Instead, what do I have and what do I want to do and what's out there that's best for me? I'm looking... The job spot needs to be attract me instead of me being attractive to the job spot. 
Right. So you're really putting yourself in the captain's seat, so to speak, and saying, okay, well, does this fit who I am Mm -hmm. and what I should be about according to my convictions? And I think that as boomers and beyonders, we've, we've earned that position. We've gone through enough other arenas where we've just wound up there. Mom and dad said it was a good idea. Uh, like you said, a teacher at school might have said go for that. And ultimately, now, let's, let's put ourselves in the driver's seat to make better choices that fulfill the way God made us. Absolutely. And that's a good time for me to interrupt. I'm sorry to have to do this, but our time is about up for this, for part one. Um, We're going to uh, turn the corner and talk about coaching and about what you, Eric, do to help people find their white-hot why and their convictions and all those things, and how to build an action plan or how to do something with that so they can actually get involved with something that they really do care about that's going to be the best use of their Time and talent uh, at this particular time are going to be very rewarding and fulfilling and beneficial to others. And that is going to be a really good use of our time as well, isn't it? It is, in fact, right. So, and we want to encourage our listeners to uh, when when this show is over, if you're listening on air, you got it. When you get home, get on your tablet or your smartphone or your computer and go to uh, uh, find part two on secondhalfnow.com. So, uh, we're talking with Eric Howard with the Next Phase Coaching. And uh, on the podcast, on the part two, we're going to get into the coaching component. That's going to be very important. Our title for today is when it comes to living your life, your why is as important as your what. And so we've got some great shows coming up. We have uh, Emily Anderson coming in talking about um, uh, those who might be interested in buying a franchise. And it's much more doable than most people think. That's amazing stuff coming up. Yeah, and we're going to have a national representative of the workplace chaplains. I'm very interested in that. Um, All this and so much more on Second Half Now. So this is part one. We're going to close out and go to part two. So uh, get over to your computer or your web-enabled device. And, of course, you can do that 24-7. You can uh, do that with a hot chocolate and a Twinkie at 2 o'clock in the morning and your slippers, I suppose. (laughs) So we want to encourage you to uh, tune in every why are you guys chuckling? I'm just imagining just <laughs> the hot chocolate and slippers. That's right. Sounds good, <laughs> it's a nice doesn't it? Visual. And uh, let us come into your home second half now. We won't look. You know, if you got your slippers on, that's okay. But tune in every Monday, 5:30 p.m. KKPZ 13:30, and then go, of course, and hear the rest on part two. And if you want to get more information, uh, figure out how to uh, contact Eric or learn more about coaching and about the why and convictions and all of those things, go to secondhalfnow.com and fill out the contact form, and we'll get that over to Eric, and uh, he'll get in touch with you. So here is our title for today, for this show. We're going to finish it on part two. When it comes to living your life, your why is as important as your what. So we want to thank you for listening today. Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders, tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Let's continue our conversation with Eric Howard with The Next Phase Coaching on part two on our website, secondhalfnow.com. See you there. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330 The Truth, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. 
Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And the doctors are in, and we're happy to welcome you to part two of our show for today. If you listen to part one, then this will be a continuation, and we're going to go deeper and uh, get a lot more helpful information from our guest today. Our title for today's show is When It Comes to Living Your Life, Your Why is as Important as Your What. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan. And uh, this portion is coming to you on a podcast. is not available on air, so you've got something uh, very, very special here. It's only available on our website. Uh, and on the radio show, we have a half hour, which is uh, part one, and now you are listening to part two. We are talking here in the studio with our guest, Eric Howard, with The Next Phase Coaching. And uh, we've had a, a run-up conversation. We're about ready to get more into the coaching aspect of it. So, Eric, again, I want to welcome you to the studio, and thanks for coming to Second Half Now. Thank you, Dan. We're going to jump right back into it. And again, it's the title is, When It Comes to Living Your Life. Your why is as important as your what. Exactly right. Well, and I also want to welcome welcome you again, Eric. It's been a fun conversation we've been having on the first half of the program. And really what we came to conclude was a good way to explain what you do is your white hot why is helping other people. And actually, I'm going to take a step back. You feel called to help other people determine what their calling is and then how to help them lean into that and start taking steps towards bringing that into reality. That's just cool. I think that's real exciting. But now we've, we've spent some time talking about some of the ideas behind it and I'm really excited to get more into the way you go about helping people do that. So share, let's, let's get started there. Share with us how you work with somebody. How do you get them started? on this new path. Okay, and thank you, Denise, for that. Uh, the next, so the first step is to look at what are their convictions? What are their fixed and firmly held beliefs? Some people say, well, what are your non-negotiables? Or what are you willing to sacrifice for? Those are some key questions that have clues as to what your convictions are if you struggle with that. The next area really is to look at identifying and engaging your strengths. And some key questions there are, what activities are you attracted to? You see somebody doing it and you say, I wanna do that. Yeah. And then the next question that follows with that is once you start doing that, what do you get a kick out of doing? Mm -hmm. You do it and you just wanna keep doing mm -hmm. it over and over and over again. And then keeping on with that flow, the next question is, when you do it and you enjoy doing it, is it something that you catch on quickly? That you do it and you just feel like, hey, I feel like I've always done this. Mm. And then along with that, what just kind of flows 
You don't even have to, it's not a strain or a stretch for you. You do it. And every time you do it, you flow, you get better and better and better. And so those all sound like things that aren't, we don't have to work at it. Exactly. It, it comes naturally if you want to use that phrase. Which goes against the notion of leading by your skills, because those are things that we have developed over time. Now, if I've developed all these skills, though, that seems odd to me to ditch them because of these things that just feel good to do. So help me with that a little bit, Eric. Yeah. I think that'd be confusing to a lot of people. Yeah, and the good news is you don't have to ditch them. In fact, when you look at trying to figure out, okay, what are my strengths along with these questions is to look at if you were to draw three different circles and look at where they overlap, those circles would be what are your talents or innate abilities? And then in addition to that, what are your skills? So that's where your skills come in. You've spent all that time developing those skills. Mm -hmm. What are those skills and where do those come in? And then along with that, you've developed all this knowledge as you're going through, especially those of us that are in the boomer generation and beyond, like this radio show is focused on. You spent all those years developing all of these skills. You have so much knowledge accumulated. None of that is going to be wasted. God never wastes any of that. Mm which is, to me, and hopefully to you, is really inspiring to know that. It's really good news, actually. Just as you said that, I could feel a, re a relaxing inside mm. that, oh, that's beautiful. I haven't been wasting my time. So mm -hmm. if I'm not in that, if what I'm doing doesn't necessarily fit all those three things, I haven't been wasting my time. God will use it anyway. Absolutely. I would say, in fact, those very things might be what God will use to prepare you mm -hmm. for that next step or for where he is now going to lead you. If you have the, the wisdom and the help to find out what your why is and find out what your core competencies are and your, your um, convictions and all those other things, because we, could be, we come wired. We got into a career or a job for who knows what reason. Maybe it was an opportunity we didn't want to pass up. So I'm saying to our listeners, um, what if you're getting up and going to work and you're just really not loving it? Mm -hmm. In fact, maybe it's worse than that. You can hardly spend, you know, you, you love Friday afternoons because, you know, the clock is coming and you can get out, get away from work for two days and you kind of dread Monday morning. That's a sign and a signal that maybe there's something better that, that would fit better for you. And my understanding of things in my own personal experience and many people that I have worked with as a pastor and a chaplain and a counselor is what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought after that buildup. Is if you're if you're um, if you're not happy with what you're doing, you you can you have the freedom to look at doing other things so that you can get into that that sweet spot. Because I don't think it's God's intention for us to grind out a living, and we're going to be much more satisfied. We're going to be a better husband, a better wife, a better. Uh, parent, all, you know, all of our relationships are going to be better when we're happy doing what we do. And it might be tough. It might be grueling. It might be, you know, 60 hour weeks. It might be, you know, tremendous commitment, but uh, we want to get up and do it again. I'm thinking right now of one of my nephews who is about finishing college in, I can't even say the, the major, bio medical physiology or something awesome. like that. I'm, I, yeah. Way <laughs> yeah. to go. Yeah, you would think so. 
I wouldn't last, you know, three days in the first class, one class. But, you know, he's he's a straight A student and very mm-hmm. smart. And he just he grooves on this stuff. He just absolutely loves it. So that goes with your overlap. You know, the things that come easy, uh, the things that you enjoy doing, things like that seems kind of like natural. And I mean, that's that's where he's at. And that's maybe an example. But for us in our in our middle years here, 50 plus, we know whether we're in the right spot right now, whether it's our work environment or the exact work that we do or whatever. We know whether we're really sensing that peace and we enjoy what we're doing. We know we're making a difference. We know we're doing something that matters to us. So, Eric, we want to, again, give you plenty of opportunity to talk about the dynamics of coaching because let's say if, if, if uh, some of our listeners are saying, well, you know, I'm interested in that. I don't know how to get out of what I am doing. Or they're thinking, I can see the train coming. I'm not going to be able to stay at this job very much longer. What am I going to do? And we would say, well, you need a coach. And what would you do with them? I mean, let's let's talk a little bit more about the practical application of coaching. As Denise said earlier, it is a thriving enterprise. And like every um, occupation, uh, there's some, some good and some bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, so maybe you can tell us uh, how you, as a good counselor or as a good, uh, excuse me, as a good coach, how you go about doing that. Okay. Well, we've talked about clarifying your convictions and following them, strengthening, identifying and strengthening, engaging your strengths. Well, the next step then is looking at developing a life plan. And there's three components to that life plan. Uh, But first, assessing where are you at in your life and then saying, okay, now that I know where I am in my life, what are the areas that I need to work on and are most important to me? And the assumption today, of course, is that work is one of those areas that is most important to you. So the next step, once you do that, is to say, okay, what is my purpose specifically for my work? Mm-hmm. Like we've been talking today, what is your white hot why for your work? Not just your overarching why, but for your work, what is that for you? And I recommend typically one to two sentences on that to say, okay, this is what it is for me. For example, one gal that I coached with, her white hot why within her work was to capture God's beauty in her work and her art in two areas with digital painting and with oil painting. That was her white hot why with her work wow mm-hmm. right and then from there the next step is her vision for her work which was to say okay my vision is to be one of the premier digital artists and oil artists mm-hmm. in her oil painting so that's what she wanted to accomplish again very short one to two sentences you know what I like about this is it's the same kinds of things you would do if you were running a business, right? Mm-hmm. You would hmm. yeah. people that are putting together business plans, you need to decide what the purpose of your vi- business is and what your vision you have for what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting f- to turn that same process around to look at our own selves. If I'm an enterprise, and I am because God made me, I am his project. If I'm his project, 
what is his purpose for me? What is his vision for me? And if I'm thinking about my own self and ask myself, what is my purpose? What is my vision for myself? Maybe that is a pretty good way for me and for God to communicate with each other about something that he has near and dear to his heart. And that is something he has on mind for me to do. That brought a uh, concept and a picture to my mind. So if a person who is in transition does go through coaching and they do identify these things, they get a real firm feel about who they are and what they want to do, what's important and value to them. When they interview or talk to somebody who is um, in a hiring position that is looking for uh, Mm. somebody that would fit there, I mean, it's just kind of magic, right? right? I mean, they'll know. Right. That if you go in with your white hot why into a place that's hiring people that do the things that you want to do, there's a connection there. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, this is just a funny little side story, but damn, I think that is how we met. What you came yeah, in right. to accomplish on the right. day we met has absolutely nothing to do with what we're doing now. Exactly. But there was a conversation that took place, and through that, there was a sense of having in common a shared vision, mm-hmm. which made sense to investigate. Right. right. Because it was, we felt that spirit moving right. amongst us as we were talking. Is that, is that what you're trying to get at when, when you're talking about convictions and, and uh, all of these different terms that you're using? How does that sort of feeling about things, that sense that you have, how do you work that in in your work with your clients? Well, the way that fits in is, as are you talking specifically work-related if you're looking at companies? I'm or? talking specifically where, you know, we can have statements that we make, but when it comes to actually knowing <clears throat> this is it, mm-hmm. this fit is going on, it seems that there's something deeper happening there's something maybe even Mm -hmm. spiritual going on in that moment if we are in tune with the spirit right and i think that's a good way of putting it is that it really resonates with us when we go to the right we go the right company we talk to the right people we talk about our vision and our purpose and it aligns well with their vision and Mm -hmm. their purpose Mm -hmm. As you you go through and you communicate what that is, I think on a spiritual level, definitely as Christians, we can sense that it's it's the Holy Spirit in us with the Holy Spirit in them. Really, you can feel that resonating right, there. Right. It's on a very deep level, mm-hmm. but it does happen definitely. And, that, and it seems to me that that's part. As Christians, part of what we need to be listening for and keeping our eye out for, because that's going to help lead us into that sweet spot. Absolutely. And we also have to keep in mind that not every job or every position or every company is going to have a mm-hmm. Christian conviction or you know mm-hmm. that, that spirit that, that you were talking about. But right. when that is there, then I, I certainly am on board with that. But if, if you're talking to a manager who is in a hiring position and you don't have that connection, a spiritual connection, there still can be a matching mm-hmm. of, your, of your convictions and your, um, what were the other terms you were using? Your 
right. non-negotiables. So, yeah, and and right. your your oh your purpose and your vision. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I would say this that um, if from from a very Christian and perhaps pastoral perspective. If you have the opportunity to interview with someone who is hiring, we do have that spiritual connection. That is a place for you to, if if it goes well and you get that job, you are there to be a blessing to that person and then to everybody else. If that person is not a Christian, as far as you know, there is still you're you're checking on your purpose and vision, but your purpose there is to represent the light of Christ where you are. And it may come to an opportunity or you have a chance to share your faith or to share the good news of the gospel with them. Maybe, maybe not. It's not always the time and place. But whatever, and we talk about this a lot, especially with um, Lee Sellers, uh, the head of the, um, of the Business Administration Department at Multnomah University, you know, being the light where you are in the workplace. And so I, I don't want to get too far off of the field here, but uh, when whenever you are looking for a position when you're in transition, and maybe this is part of your coaching, you're there to be a blessing. You're there to bring a benefit to the company, not just how, how they can match your interests and needs and so forth. But right, you're always there for that purpose. Absolutely. And maybe you can say more about that right after the break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Property values are on the rise, higher than they've been in years. It's time to take the equity in your home and do something different. 24-7 Properties will provide you with custom personal care to get the maximum value out of your home. Jeff Edmondson of 24-7 Properties is a licensed general contractor as well as a real estate agent, giving you the expertise on how to effectively get your home ready to sell at the highest price. Visit Jeff online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, 780-3030. 
We want to give a big shout out to our sponsors and partners. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because they're the ones that make uh, this show possible. And this is an initiative, really, that is metro-wide. We are reaching out to churches and nonprofits and ministries and pastors and uh, people all around the uh, Portland, greater Portland metro area. And uh, these are the people that uh, help make it possible. We highly recommend all of them. We know them. We love them and highly value their work. High integrity. The three that you just heard, Dignity Memorial, Golden Placement Services, and 24-7 Properties. And we have more. We sure do. We have Dan the Mortgage Man and First Priority Financial and Dream Trips and Cash Flow Strategies. And one of our newest uh, partners is Dave Rutan with Waddell & Reed Financial Advisors, a national financial advice um, firm, very respectable. Uh, Northwest Web Creation Company, the folks that do our website, love them, Kelly and Ann Burbank. Legal Shield and ID Shield, everybody needs to know about that, particularly the ID Shield part these days. Right, and we're very appreciative to Warner Pacific College and Multnomah University. Both of these institutions are generous in the services that support mm -hmm. this project. Indeed. And this radio station, KKPZ, as well as Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest and Serving Our Neighbors, very involved in opening doors and making things possible for us to bring this program and everything else that Second Half Now is doing to the community and to you, the listener. Exactly. And what we're bringing today is Eric Howard with Next Phase coaching and um, we were talking right before the break about that resonance that might happen when you are in your sweet spot and you meet up with somebody and that's their sweet spot too but I'm wondering if that's not always going to be the case for us we're not always going to be moving in a career path that puts us with fellow Christians. What about that part, Eric? How do we know how best to move forward in our calling when it isn't necessarily in the midst of Christians? And that's a really key question is what I found really makes a difference is to look at, okay, what are their convictions? Do their convictions align up with, are they in alignment with your convictions? Are your strengths a good fit for what they're looking for? Typically, they're hiring a team of people. Maybe they already have most of the team in place and they're looking for a piece of the puzzle that's missing for them. Well, then you can look at and say, okay, are my strengths what they value and that they're looking for? And then along with that is to say, does my vision align with what they're looking to accomplish? If any of those are out of alignment, chances are that it's probably not going to be an optimal fit mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And then you might want to keep on looking. You know, I, when you say use that term alignment, it makes me think of the scripture that says, do not be unequally yoked. <laughs> Do you think that applies to what you're talking about here? Then you have to help us out. Is that a... Uh, an appropriate use of that scripture when we're talking about the workplace and an alignment of values? The normal application we make to that is in marriage. Okay. That is Paul's instruction to Christians not to be unequally yoked. Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, so a man should not marry, because that's such a deep covenant relationship, 
should not marry a non-Christian and a woman also the same because they'll they'll spark and their fire and their their why is totally different. What they're all about is totally different. Their worldview is different and their convictions. And some have uh, recovered from that mm-hmm. um, and, and ha- some wonderful stories have been told from one Christian uh, member of the of the marriage and when the other one is not and over time the other one does come to Christ doesn't always work out that way more often than not it does not work out that yeah. way and I think the things that are that can be carried over to this I, I do think would be fair to say if if our vision and if, if my vision if my um, perp- sense of my purpose does not align with what you're saying if the people aren't looking particularly for my the skills that I'm wanting to put forward, I'm not going to be successful in that arena. I'm going to be frustrated. I think I'm there to use these skills when actually they're wanting right. something in completely different. I think that's a setup for that kind of discord and unhappiness and ultimate um, break. A sense in of fulfillment and yeah. peace, you know, in that place right. where you work. And I wanted to add this, too, that uh, being unequally yoked, if we don't use that phrase, but if we are working in in an environment that is not Christian or for a person that is not Christian, then we become a missionary. It is time to take that calling of being salt and light and take it seriously and, uh, you know, prayerfully consider how we are to be. So when we can be the best salt and light that we can be by God's direction and by his uh, by his help and enabling then uh, we anticipate good things to happen in the workplace. And that's part. Uh, let me refer again to workplace chaplains. Uh, we're going to have, uh, have a national representative plus a local uh, leader here in a couple of weeks. And uh, I'm excited to hear about what they do because they'll go to places of work and pray with people, whoever would like to. And I mean, that, that's an interesting ministry. It's wow. nationwide. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't have access to a workplace chaplain, you still have that calling to be a missionary or to be a representative, to be mm-hmm. salt and light in your place of work, whether it is a Christian um, manager or boss or environment or not. Mm-hmm. And and that, that doesn't need to be your core um, consideration, I don't think, mm-hmm. when you're getting when you're looking for the alignment of other things else having to do with your work. So, Eric, let's let you weigh in on this. We've got a couple minutes left. And um, any comments about what Denise and I were just commenting? Well, I think it's right on track is that really all of those things need to be in alignment is your your purpose, your white hot why, and then your convictions, your strengths, your vision. All of those need to be in alignment. And there's some things that you can do, some tools that you can use to help that. You can, for example, there's one that I call the commitments convictions grid. And basically it's saying, okay, what are my convictions? And then how do I rate on my Mm. commitments? Am I, what percentage of my money, what percentage of my time is going to those? So open up your your, uh, checkbook and say, okay, how do I come out with that? How do I rank with that? And also open up your schedule and look at that too and say, okay, where do I come out? Mm-hmm. I do that with, um, particularly with men in counseling men. And because uh, the issue, my question to them is what are, your, what are your priorities? And I have sort of a trick question when I ask 
tell me, um, oh no, here's the, here's the question. What percentage of Americans do you think live by their true priorities? It's a trick question because, you know, most people will say, oh gosh, 10% or 15%. I say, no, I believe that 100% of people live by their true priorities. And if you show me your, as you were saying, Eric, your checkbook and your, and your schedule, Mm-hmm. or some reasonable facsimile of that. Show me how you spend your time and money, and I'll tell you what your p- true priorities are. That's mm-hmm. right. I mean, Absolutely. if you say you want to feed right. the poor, but you're home uh, munching on chips and watching TV all evening, uh, that's your priority. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. won't go uh, with more illustrations. But And that, that's, right. really, that's really critical and key. Well, I think one of the pieces that coaches such as yourself really help with is that accountability piece, is, is helping to verbalize those things and get them out there into the world, what I say my priorities are. And then, Eric, I know that one of the things you do with folks is you help them set goals for Mm -hmm. those priorities to make them happen, and then there's some accountability in there as well. And maybe that's a good way to end. Let's uh, just briefly run by the SMART goals. Uh, It's pretty universal. Uh, You know, we know about those in other contexts. But uh, SMART is an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. So why don't you help us with that? So if anybody's taking notes, they can write these down. Because you don't want to make a goal uh, that's not SMART. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Because it, has smart. <laughs> the, because it has these key components. Right. So to quickly define what those aspects are, S stands for specific. And I use the five whys. So who, what, when, where, why five whys for specific and that needs to be measurable so how much how many because if it's not measurable then you're not going to achieve it and then a is the attainable aspect so do you have the skills the abilities Mm -hmm. and the financial wherewithal to accomplish it Mm -hmm. if not then you're just kind of setting yourself up right and then r is realistic Are you willing and able to do what it takes to make it happen? And is there substantial progress involved? So is it a stretch goal for you? You can still accomplish it, but it needs to be something that's going to, it almost creates a life of its own, a draw that will Mm. motivate you to, to really reach for something that inspires you. And then the last part is tangible or time bound. Tangible. So can you see, hear, touch, smell it? Is it really visual for you or is it time bound? Actually, both of those would be optimal mm-hmm. because you have to have a time frame. For example, a quick example is let's suppose you say, I want to lose weight. Well, you need to go beyond that and say, I want to lose what? 10 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever is reasonable and realistic for you. So your goal would then be, I want to lose 20 pounds. But if you don't say, I want to lose it within this time frame then how do you know if you accomplished it? It's not really a smart goal until you put a time frame around mm-hmm. it. Right. Now, if I were creating some smart goals in, in my coaching relationship with you, mm-hmm. do I have to bring them back to you? Are you going to ask me about them? Or can I just work on those on my own? Well, Let me pour some time. <laughs> there again, <laughs> yeah, you would be know. setting yourself up That's right. because nobody's holding you accountable. Mm-hmm. And I've just seen too many people that they set goals 
And because nobody's holding them accountable, they're really good at letting themselves off the hook. Which fits in <laughs> much more into that New Year's resolution kind of idea. We've put the idea out there, but we have no built-in way to ever make sure it actually happens. And that's what I really love about these smart goals is they really are smart. They are getting in front of our own selves. We know what our inclinations are. And so by working with a coach like you and and having somebody that I am saying out loud what it is that I want to do and why I want to do it and when I'm going to do it, I stand much greater chance of actually seeing that plan come to success. Absolutely. And I would say that's the benefit of coaching. Absolutely. I really believe in coaching right. in all manner of life, whether it's professional or work or personal or spiritual or physical or whatever else. I really believe in coaching. So we've been talking with Eric Howard of The Next Phase Coaching, and um, we have information that um, would could be available to you. Just go to our website and uh, fill out a contact form, and we'll get you in touch with Eric. We've had a great conversation here. Thank you very much, Eric, for being with us today on Second Half Now and talking about coaching and all those other kind of things that, uh, that kind of prepare us and, and surround that whole uh, enterprise or that relationship that, that you have with your clients. Well, thank you, Dan and Denise. It's very pleasant to sit here and talk with you and to share a little bit about what I do. Yeah. It's been enjoyable. Thank any, you. Uh, any final words? Anything you want to leave with our audience? Well, just going back to what we talked about is get that white hot why for your life mm -hmm. so that you can go back to that true north. What has God given you uniquely? How has God created you uniquely mm -hmm. to pursue? And what is that for you? Good words. It's a good place to end. That is the program for today, folks. We want to encourage you to tune in every Monday on the radio for the on-air portion, 5.30 p.m. On KKP 1330, we'll give you more information about that in just a half a minute. But uh, then, of course, for part two or for part one and part two together, the entire show available online where you are right now and uh, you can hear it all right there if you'd like to get a free cd of this show or any of our other shows call the radio station 503-242-1950 check out our website lots of good stuff there content uh, clickable links and uh, logos and all kinds of fun stuff so we want to thank you for listening today and together we are building a valuable resource for all of us this is second half now a radio show for boomers and beyonders tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with co-host Dr. Denise Hogan, saying goodbye for now. And until next time, may God help you live a life that honors him and blesses others. Let's meet again right here on the website or live next Monday, 530 on the radio. KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330 The Truth, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.